Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. This is the Bears Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bears Wire editor, Alyssa Barbieri. Alyssa, how you doing? You know, we talked last week about this. My hope for the Bears going up against the Packers was not to win. I did not expect them to win. I didn't even want them to win. I think that would be irresponsible for us to expect them to go into Green Bay and beat that team right now with Mitchell Trubisky coming in and he hasn't played and he's rusty and all that. I didn't even want them to win. I just wanted them to do something representative of an effort. Just give us anything that could make us feel like going into this stretch of winnable games, which I think the next four games on their schedule are winnable. It's just a stretch where we could see them string some together and actually give us a chance at the playoffs to talk playoffs here over the next couple weeks and I come on the show today with you a little deflated and I think we all are right I think the head coach is deflated I think the fans are frustrated and the Bears have now lost five straight and that was really the only way to put it and you put it on Bears by yourself just an embarrassing terrible awful effort that I, I don't think I don't know how we trust this team now going forward. I don't know how we believe that they could somehow back their way into a playoff berth because that's not what we wanted to see on national TV the other night. No way. I'm running out of synonyms to use to describe just how terrible this offense is. Yeah, you're just copy and pasting I'm, the same ones, right? And you're copy and paste. I'm like, to. I'm gonna have to like expand my vocabulary because like, they're just finding like new lows, and I feel like I need to up my game, which is the opposite of what they're doing. But <laughs> right. of everything that I thought was gonna happen on Sunday night. The defense just getting like rolled, blown out, rolled over was like not at the top of my list. Even without Akeem Hicks, I knew that when it came out that Hicks wasn't going to be active, I was like, "Ooh, that was a tough." You know, that's going to be probably yeah. I was like, "That they're going to lose now, like for sure." Like, because you know, he is the heart of that defense. He makes it go. But just the loss of Hicks that didn't contribute to everything because it was like overall the entire defense. They just looked. They never looked like you know, they were in it. And by like the third quarter, it looked like they'd completely given up, which is something that had never happened in the Matt Nagy era. And it was something very quite reminiscent of the Mark Trustman era, which is, you know, you know, makes Bears fans cringe. But I feel like we're almost at that point, even though, you know, they're different coaches, but it was just an overall embarrassing effort. I mean, the offense still looked bad, but at the same time, it looked a little bit better with Trubisky in there, but not much. I didn't expect them to win, but I thought that they would keep it close. They'd be competitive. The last five outings had been one score games and you go out and you get blown out by 16 points and the game shouldn't have even been that close. <laughs> it should have been like a third. It should have lost by 30. Didn't feel it like was it was that, that close. Bad. It didn't feel that close, you know? And, no. And one thing Matt Nagy said, and I'll play some sound from him a little bit later here coming up, but one thing he said during his uh, presser where we saw the return of Mad Matt, right? We saw the return of him being all <laughs> mad. It's really hard for him because he's, you know, you can tell he's just not that guy. He's too nice of a guy. So when he gets mad, it's it's almost comical to watch him try to show frustration to the media on these pressers. But somebody asked him about his job security. And I definitely want to talk about this more coming up because there was another great Twitter poll that we have to get to here in a little while. Alyssa's Twitter polls just steal the show every time. But he said uh, he said he's not worried about his job security, Alyssa, because this is just something that teams go through and you got to battle through adversity. And this is just something that happens. And then I saw that and I instantly got mad. I got mad at Matt, right? So I go on my computer and I start looking it up. I'm like, how many teams this year have lost five straight, Matt? Can't be many. Probably just the Jets and you. I start looking it up and I was astonished. There have been eight teams this season, including the Bears now, Alyssa, that have lost five in a row. Eight. And that just shows you Oof. the freaking 
mediocrity that is the league this year. And I know COVID kind of factors in a little bit there, but eight teams, including the Bears, have lost five straight. And the company that the Bears are keeping, not the kind of company you want to have, right? Jets, Jaguars, Chargers, Panthers, Falcons, Giants, and Washington all have lost five straight, and the Bears joined that company. Those are teams maybe besides the Giants because... They're in the NFC East. Those are all teams that are outside of the uh, playoff pitcher. And right now, it's hard to believe the the Bears won't be there. But you want to hammer them for losing five straight. But you look and there's all these teams that are going on these kind of losing streaks. I found that to be unbelievable. What do you think about it? Well, all of those teams didn't start five and one either. Right. And that's, you know, and, when you look that's at a great it, point right that there. Is a, that's it. That's the thing. Like, that's hard. It's so hard to believe. Like, it felt it feels at this point like it was a dream that it never happened. Because, like, while the offense, you know, has not been good all season, they still look like two completely different different teams i know they played a lot easier schedule in the earlier in the year but you know they just look like a completely different team they were playing for their coach which is a complete opposite of what happened on sunday where it felt like they just kind of just gave up in a, in a sense so <laughs> with the bears luck because like you mentioned ryan that like these last five games are winnable uh with their luck they're going to like win out oh nine and seven and their draft stock is going to go down and they're going to be they're not going to be able to get a top quarterback in the draft i feel like at this point bears fans are kind of looking towards the nfl drafts because the season just kind of feels like a loss there's a like we're going to talk about the twitter poll you know at this point they expect you know the gm and the coach to be out at the end of the year to start rebuilding they could start trading some guys so i feel like we're like bears fans are already looking towards the end of the year but they're still mathematically in the playoffs and it would be so bears for them to you know maybe win out go nine and seven and still miss the playoffs and then be stuck in limbo uh, there in the NFL draft when they're looking to bring in another quarterback and also target uh, offensive tackle in the draft here. And I want to save some time for this because this Twitter poll was so great and I do love all of you Bears fans. You're so great. Let's do it on the other side. How much do Bears fans hate Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy right now? And probably both quarterbacks. Let's just be honest. Let's throw them in there too. How much do the fans hate these guys? We'll talk about it coming up next. Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends. Sit them, start them. These are the fantasy picks of the week. It will kill me if this game ends at a tie. I need this win. This game's pretty much done. With Corey Bonini from TheHuddle.com. Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com here to talk strong plays for Week 13 of the fantasy football season. Quarterback Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cousins has really picked up his play of late, and he gets a star receiver Adam Thielen back in the lineup after one week off due to COVID-19. Only the Dallas Cowboys have given up more passing touchdowns in 2020 than the Jaguars. Jacksonville is hardly a threat to pick off a pass, and the yardage against them is fifth in the NFL. Factor in Dalvin Cook, and Jacksonville's defense will be spread too thin. New England Patriots running back Damian Harris at the Los Angeles Chargers. All seven rushing touchdowns against the Bolts have come since week seven, and the position has yielded seven different performances of at least 60 yards in that time. There have been eight double-digit PPR efforts over that period as well, and Harris has a chance to rebound after a couple of weeks with lukewarm results. New York Jets wide receiver Brashad Perriman versus the Las Vegas Raiders. In Perriman's last five games, scattered over seven weeks thanks to injuries and a bye, the well-traveled veteran has generated at least 10.2 PPR points four times. Since Week 9's breakout game against the Pats, Perriman has produced with both Joe Flacco and Sam Darnold at quarterback. Las Vegas has given up a wide receiver touchdown every 12.3 completions, and just 10 teams have given up more yards to the position in 2020. And at tight end, Kyle Rudolph of the Minnesota Vikings will pick on the Jaguars one more time. As mentioned, Thielen returns to balance out this offense. The matchup is a major plus as well, and the Jaguars have granted tight ends four touchdowns in the last five games. The volume has been low, which, unlike Week 12 for Rudolph, has been the norm all season long. And 
that's fine. You're only playing him as a flyer to get into the end zone, and he can be used as a stack with Kirk Cousins in redraft and DFS action in Week 13. For all of us, there comes a time where there's a little bit of, of personal pride. Uh, I'm hoping that really none of us slept last night because of where we're at and how what we did and, and what we didn't do. Um, and so that's going to be where I'm at, where our players, uh, you know, need to be. And, and that's, that's just, uh, if you really care and you understand what we put out there last night, um, you'll fix it. And so that's going to be the challenge moving forward here, but there's some personal pride here involved in, in, in moving forward. And that, that's, uh, that's not who we are, uh, in particular as a defense yesterday. And our guys know that, and Khalil talked about it afterwards, but that's going to be our, our, our challenge as a team this week heading into this game is, is where we're at with personal pride. So, Alyssa, as we listen to Mad Matt there, he's just dishing blame out to everyone, himself, the offense, the defense even, even though the defense has been the only thing that they can hang their hat on all year long. Mad Matt is, uh, is throwing everybody under the bus right now. He's not happy. He's frustrated. He wants to show us that in his presser, as we could hear there. One thing they you wrote about and you'd mentioned also in the first segment is that and you said notably on defense that guys have given up on the field like they weren't playing for their head coach which is why i think the twitter poll that you put out there uh for the bears wire (laughs) is just not all that surprising and it was overwhelming Alyssa, and it tends to be with the bears fans they let you know how they feel and you kind of could tell where they're at over 80 percent of bears fans in this poll you put out there and there's thousands of votes it's not like only a couple people vote It's just a great sample size of how the Bears fans are really feeling. Over 80% think the team should move on from both the GM and the head coach next year. That's kind of where we're at. And as you said, they're still mathematically alive in the playoff hunt, right? They could feasibly still be in it heading into that final game against the Packers in Week 17 at home, but that's not where the fans are at. They don't care. They're ready right now. If they could choose right now, they'd be done with Pace. They'd be done with Nagy. What do you feel about that? I'm not shocked because, I mean, you look at why both of them obviously were brought in to Chicago. And, you know, Ryan Pace did build up that defense. That's his lasting mark. And he's had some really great draft picks in the later rounds. So, you know, but he's never going to be able to live down picking Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. So, you know, that's forever going to tarnish his legacy. He was supposed to build a championship team. He had the championship caliber defense. He needed the offense. So that's when he goes and he gets Matt Nagy, right? He's supposed to be this offensive guru. He's supposed to, you know, make offense good again here in Chicago. Uh, So, but that didn't happen clearly. You know, the first year, you know, it was decent, but it's still, the defense covered up a lot of that. But the offense has just been bad for the last three years. So Matt Nagy, I mean, he's brought in to be the head coach, but he was targeted at being that quarterback guru, that offensive guru to change the offensive culture here. And that just didn't happen. And now at this point, it's three years in, we know that they are, their destinies are linked, right? Like when they extended Ryan Pace and they signed Matt Nagy, they linked them together. So both of their deals are through 2021. So basically they're tied to each other and they're tied to Mitchell Trubisky. So I, I would not, I thought maybe they would get a go at it next year, but I always knew it depended on the last six games uh, and how they did. I, I thought that they would lose to Green Bay, but I was always wondering if there would be a collapse. Like, I thought that they would. this would be their fifth straight loss, but I thought that maybe they'd rebound. But it's hard to kind of feel like they can do that when you look at the product that was on the field against Green Bay. Like, no, it no. wasn't a hard-fought game. That's what they've been able to do in the Matt Nagy era. 
like they haven't lost by more than one score in most of their gates, like right. in most it's of those great, losses. It's a great stat. It's a great stat. That's why I liked it. It is. When the line creeped up to nine points, I actually put a little yeah. wager on the Bears. I thought they were going to keep oh. that thing down. And I was like, well, so oh, for Ryan. that one. Yeah, you know, it's, it hasn't been a great it hasn't been a great season for me sports betting. And I blame the Bears for that. I'll blame, I'll blame Madden Matt for that thing. I think I know where you voted in the poll then. You probably didn't get them both out, right? Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I'm always with the Bears fans. I always pick the right answer in that multiple choice. It's the only multiple choice test I can get is Alyssa's Twitter polls to Bears Nation. But I guess like I guess our next poll could be who tops your head coach wish list in Chicago, right? Like I think yeah. one thing that you've been saying over and over on our podcast, and I agree with you 100%, we do not want Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy choosing the next quarterback. We'd love somebody else to pick the next guy for the Bears, hopefully, right, in 2021, hopefully. So who would top your wish list? Like, would you want another offensive guy? Would you want, like, a Brian Dable from the Bills or an Eric Bieniemy of the Chiefs, right? Or would you want, you know, somebody who could fix the offensive side of the football that it's clear that Matt Nagy can't do? Or would you want to try to target a guy like Dennis Allen over in New Orleans, that defensive guy to kind of take that elite defense you already have and keep that thing going and maybe even take that to the next level, win on defense while you groom the next quarterback and while you get your offense fixed? What do you think? Like, what kind of names would top your wish list? Alyssa? You know, starting on the offensive side of, uh, side of the ball, obviously Eric Bieniemy would be up there. I think there would probably be some hesitation. Some people would say because you know, you know, he's coming from the Chiefs, kind of like we, Matt Nagy did. But they're two completely before. different yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're two completely different guys. Bieniemy has had success calling plays in Kansas City. Andy Reid's let him do that. Matt Nagy, he basically got to call plays for a half in a playoff game and sucked at it, and they, he still got the job. So, <laughs> you know, like I feel like they're two completely different guys. So I feel like on the o- offensive side of the ball go be enemy i mean i wouldn't mind bringing a defensive guy and like brandon staley who he was a uh the current defensive coordinator over in uh with the rams he actually was an assistant coach here in chicago and he's someone you know that obviously that organization is well familiar with he's a great coach and i think that he would make a great head coach so he those would be probably my top two at this point i like it uh, but you have to see how everything shakes out here though <laughs> yeah no doubt I, I like that i like that a lot that's a good fit but <laughs> that's where we're at the season's still alive and we're like who should be the coach next year like who should they hire as the next head coach like that's just where we are unfortunately that is that's where we're at and you know i keep thinking back like they were five and one like this isn't a conversation i thought we would be having like this like later on like looking at you like a month and a half later i never thought that we'd be talking about this i I was like you know they're gonna lose a few games here and there but i think that they'll have a decent shot in the playoffs and you know matt negg will keep his team in it uh i thought that the heat and pace would get another year but like it's a new low every week and at this point if Nagy and Pace you know have it because you know the, the McCaskies don't really fire guys mid-season like they tend to wait till the end of the year <laughs> so if, if they haven't already lost their standing with this organization uh, Nagy and Pace if they lose to the Lions next week it's over that is a new low a team that just you know clean house itself a team that you should beat that's worse than you if you lose to them it's over they were five and one and I remember that podcast we did right around that time where we were having some fun with Nick Foles, talk about winning ugly and everything's great in the Bears, you know, Bears <laughs> world. And now we're in this really weird spot where Foles is kind of hurt and Trubisky is back, but he played like hot garbage against the Packers. He looked terrible out there. So now it's mm-hmm. like, is it still Trubisky's team or is it really Foles' team when he gets healthy? Like, what the hell are they going to do? Let's talk about that coming up next. <laughs> It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. 
Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of SportsBookWire.com and BetSlip and Podcast, joined by my colleague Jeff Clark. We're breaking down the Monday night football game between the San Francisco 49ers and Buffalo Bills. The 49ers come in as two and a half point underdogs as the official home team in this. They have minus 106 odds. The Bills, minus 115 odds to win by a minimum of three points. Jeff, do the Bills continue to roll through 2020 or are the 49ers back on track? Oh, for sure. I'm on the Bills to win by more than a field goal here. Josh Allen could stretch the 49ers defense more so than Jared Goff could last week. And I think this Bills defense is trending up and it's going to do a good job against the 49ers rush and make Nick Mullins beat them in the air. I think the 49ers are back on track. That They're getting healthy. The, the running game looking strong. The defense coming on as well. Kyle Shanahan's squad fighting for a playoff spot. I think they make it back-to-back and beat the Bills back the 49ers plus 2.5. So Trubisky got back in there. Alyssa, I think we were all super excited about it. I think all Bears fans were excited to see what Trubisky could do after just being frustrated by Foles for all these weeks. Foles, unfortunately, gets hurt. Trubisky gets in there. Big game. We just want to see, like I said earlier, we just want to see anything, any positive momentum, any spark that we could hang our hat on for this stretch run of the season. And instead, I think what we're left with in Green Bay was rock bottom for the Bears. As you said, guys are quitting. Trubisky was terrible. Turned the ball over a bunch and just was not good. And now Matt Nagy's super noncommittal. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like Trubisky's going to start, but what was his quote? He said, somebody asked him if uh, Trubisky would be the guy, and he said, uh, I don't see why not. <laughs> so... That was just a direct <laughs> quote, which is like, that's just a lot of faith behind your uh, your quarterback there, right? From Matt Nagy. I don't see why not is the direct quote. So he's not confirming anything, and I don't think he knows what to do between Foles and Trubisky. And as you've been saying all year, I, I don't think either one are the answer. What the hell are we going to do at the quarterback position? And I think, <laughs> I think somehow Trubisky even made these waters even muddier than they were. It's even more unclear now because Trubisky played so poorly in that game. Yeah, I mean, there's no denying. I mean, Trubisky looked awful. I mean, I feel the first drive, I was, you know, even heading into the game, it was like, as, as Bears fans, you're still, like, four years later, like, maybe this is the time when, you know, Trubisky actually finally becomes the guy. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he rallies them. Maybe he does the impossible. He beats the Packers on Sunday Night Football. You know, it's pretty clear early that wasn't going to happen. Well, so much of the NFL is about your opportunities, right? You only get so many yeah. of them. you got to take advantage. And Trubisky, I know he was probably upset, even though I think he handled it very professionally and he was a, he was great about losing his job to Foles and he hadn't lo- really lost a game yet right the Bears were 3-0 and at the time when Nagy made the change to Foles and I could understand him being upset like this was his chance his last chance to try to prove that he's the guy and there he is second string and he's waiting and waiting and hoping he gets another opportunity he gets another opportunity right with his team reeling four straight losses going up against the division-leading Packers, a team that the Bears always struggle against. And there's your time. There's your opportunity, Alyssa, to, like, prove it and show us. And now it's like, even me, who I like the kid and I've been rooting for him, I can't defend him anymore. I just can't. Like, there's there's no chance I want him as the quarterback next year. No chance. And it's just, it's just unbelievable. He just botched that opportunity he had. And now it's like, I have no idea what the head coach is going to do going forward. Yeah, this goes back to like the whole, it's not the quarterback. Like, I, I mean, like they, I mean, both quarterbacks suck. Like, I mean, like it's not just the quarterback here. <laughs> right, but like, cause <laughs> you look at the first drive, the first drive, like he looked great. I was like, whoa, whoa, look at this. Okay. Maybe we got something here. And then you have Cole Komet dropping a pass. You have Alan Robinson not coming down with a contested, with a 50, 50 ball that he normally does. And it, it was just like, that's when you knew that they were going to lose. Cause things aren't clicking. But at the same, like he looked horrible. He did. At the same time, like the offense was a little bit, like it was a little more bearable to watch. Like it still sucked, 
there was actually a run game like it, i mean it was it was so bad but like that's why i think like i would stick it out with trubisky at this point i mean i want to see what trubisky can do against the lions and like, i don't want to make excuses because we know what the we know what the bears have in trubisky at this point you know he's not going to be there next year at the same time you look at just how big of a hole that team got you so quickly you know normally the defense is able to come you know come down with those stops but they didn't so like you know you had trubisky he started to panic a little bit something that we've seen him do quite often here in chicago okay. yep. but at the same time like if I have to pick one, like just put your whiskey in there. They're playing the Lions because I can't lose to the Lions, man. Like, <laughs> like that would just be ugly. I mean, they, I mean, Foles, Trubisky at this point, it really doesn't matter. And that's the thing. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I don't think either one are, are really going to get the job done. Right. I, I Even though we no. might hope for it for the show and for content and, you know, all that. But I, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> but as you said, I mean, Trubisky. I think he's more fun to watch. I think he's more interesting than Foles. Yeah. Foles just doesn't do it for me. He's like the color gray. You know, he just doesn't do it. He's just like <laughs> very boring, very bland. I think Trubisky brings a little bit more flavor to the whole thing. But as you said, Trubisky owns the Lions. That's a team that he tends to play well against. The Lions just fired Matt Patricia. They just also fired GM Bob Quinn. They've lost four of their last five. And that includes being shut out in that game against Carolina. It was like 20 to nothing. So the Lions are not playing good football at all right now. The Bears are three-point home favorites. And this is why I've been saying it, because you play this team, which you absolutely should win. I don't care if you get the practice squad guy from Broncos and put him in your lineup and have him be the quarterback, right? Like, <laughs> like you should beat the freaking Lions. And then you go and you play the Texans in Minnesota at home. You go to Jacksonville. Those are all winnable games. And then you're home to play Green Bay Week 17, which I can't fathom would be a win at this point. I've been trying to talk that game up, Alyssa, but my dreams were shattered <laughs> on this past Sunday night. But this is why we've been saying that they're, they're still alive. But now at this point, I don't even know if I want them to be alive for the playoff hunt. I, I might want to, I'd rather get to the narrative of 2021 at this point because it's painful. It is. It's like you just kind of cut your losses right now and just kind yep. of, you know, yep. you want the draft pick at this point because what is this team going to do? Even if they do make the playoffs, what are they going to do? No, nah, it's not going to be pretty, <laughs> right? I mean, if you play well against the Packers, maybe you lose a one-score game, a competitive game, you're like, all right, Bears-Lions this week, right? And now coming off that loss yep. is just... Bears Lions. You know what I mean? It's just like there's no meat on that bone at all. Who wants to watch that game? No one. If you're not a Bears fan or a Lions yeah. fan, you're not watching that game. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, you have to watch it, Alyssa, for the Bears. Yes. Liar, and, and I'm going to have to at least look at the box score <laughs> so I can do the podcast. Just watch the highlight, the two minute yeah. highlights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens here going down the stretch. But this kind of feels like it's going to be a debacle. So uh, it'll be interesting to cover. But yeah, no, just to recap, Bears fans hate Ryan Pace and they hate Matt Nagy. They hate the quarterbacks. They want everyone gone. They want a clean house. They want to start fresh. Maybe not the defense, but uh, on the offensive side of the football, Bears fans have had enough. I, I'm looking forward to the next Alyssa Twitter poll for sure, because uh, those things are just gold. <laughs> I mean, you were talking about Bears fans, like just kind of wanting to be done with this offense. I, it was funny enough. Alan Robinson, I think, wants to be too. He's oh like, he's out there like he is so liking gone. posts about, <laughs> like he's liking tweets about him going to other teams. Other team fans are asking him to go to the Packers, the Seahawks, and he's liking that. He's and gone. I'm just like, at this point, Alan, be free. My man. Oh, he's, he's, he's absolutely gone. He is absolutely gone. There's no doubt about it. So maybe he can escape the void that is Matt Nagy's uh, Chicago Bears. But we can't, Alyssa. We're going to be back next week. So enjoy it. And we'll see what happens. Bears, Lions. And even if they win this game, I don't know how excited I'm going to be, but we'll try. And if they lose to the Lions, God help us all. Go, go, go. 
This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.